0: Welcome to season two of The First Draft Club. I'm your host, Mary Adkins. I'm an author and writing coach. You can find my novels, When You Read This, and Privilege in your favorite bookstore. And my next novel, Palm Beach, will be out next summer. So stay tuned for news about that. I also have a two and a half year old named Finn. And so if you hear background noise during this episode or any episode, that's probably why. I do my best to curb it. I'm in my closet, for example. Um, but, you know, sound carries, especially when they're sounds made by uh, an amazing and very loud toddler. If you tuned in for any of season one, you know that the way that this podcast works is I take a question from my weekly word shop with my students um, and I bring it to the podcast to answer it on the air and that's going to be how season two works as well because i got great feedback from season one i'm really glad that people are enjoying it i'm enjoying making it i really like this format and so we're just going to keep going hi mary here we are only one week away from national novel writing month In just three days on October 26th, I'll be hosting a free live webinar on how to write a good novel draft in a month without losing your mind. I know I've set high standards for myself in this webinar. I hope I meet them. Come and find out. (laughs) You can still register at MaryAdkinswriter.com slash webinar. Um, Adkins with a D like Donut, maryadkinswriter.com slash webinar. But do it now because spots are filling up um and the webinar does have a seat cap because you pay according to how many people you want to be allowed to come um it's the webinar the live webinar is at 1 p.m eastern um but go ahead and register even if you can't make it because that's how you'll get to see the replay um, only if you register so go to maryadkinswriter.com webinar to register now today's question is about getting your facts right. This person writes, dear Mary, what are your thoughts about how accurate the information should be when my fictional characters are spending time in real places? My novel takes place in Ireland and some of the places that she goes to I've been before, but there are at least a few that I haven't been to. I'm doing a lot of research on Google, and I'm friendly with some people back in Ireland who I'm hoping can give me some feedback. But how much does it matter if I imagine something about an existing place that's not completely accurate, quote unquote, in real life how how imaginative can I be in fiction when it comes to inventing qualities of real places? I wanted to address this question on the podcast because when we discussed it in our weekly word shop with my students, we ended up having a really rich conversation about this. It turns out this is something, um, this issue, this question, this, this, you know, this package of considerations is something that a lot of us, um, really kind of grapple with alone as fiction writers. So I want to, to set the stage here by assuming that we are talking about novels set in this world or a world very much like this one. OK, so not a different universe, um, not, you know, the, not this world, 2000 years in the future. You know, that's not what we're doing here, because otherwise, I think this question doesn't exist. If you're if you're inventing a completely different world, this is not a question. OK, you have different questions, but not this one. To this question, here's the gist of how I would answer it most simply. When you set parts of a story in a real existing place in the world, like Houston, Texas, or inside the Metropolitan Museum of Art, you definitely want to be accurate about major unchanging details like geography, climate, and major structures. Okay, maybe this sounds obvious, but I'm just starting, let's start from the beginning. So, for example, A story set in Houston should be in a city that is humid because Houston is humid, Um, you know, at least most of the year. (laughs) The Metropolitan Museum of Art, if it appears in your book, should be on 81st Street and 5th Avenue in Manhattan because that is where it's located. Obviously, you know, there can be exceptions if you're doing something especially weird where you're intentionally changing details, but if that's the case, you know what you're doing. Okay, major, major things, permanent things are, you you need to nail those. You need to do the research to nail those. But when it comes to smaller things, you have more freedom. You can fictionalize things like the name of a small coffee shop in downtown Houston. Even if you say what street it's on, and even if it's a real street, Um, you can fictionalize what exhibit is being shown at the Met even if you give a a specific date or time period and, and that exhibit wasn't there and you don't know what was there at that time, you can fictionalize at this level for a couple of reasons. One, because these things change over time and, you know, no one, no one really remembers everything about everything. Two, because you're writing fiction (laughs) and actually that should be number one, um, two, because you're writing fiction and your, your readers know that they're reading fiction and that everything doesn't have to be a perfect match to reality. That big stuff we talked about getting right, you need to get it right because if you don't, it's weird and it's distracting and and then then it raises the question of why you're changing something that everybody, everybody knows. Everybody knows the sky is blue, so why would you call it purple? Well, I guess it is purple sometimes, but you get the idea. Not only can you make up the details about the, the fictional coffee shop or the exhibit at the Met, it's safer to do so because... If you go with something, if you go with a coffee shop that is really there, that really has a name, or that really existed and that people went to, or if you go with an exhibit that was actually at the Met in 1998, you've now strapped yourself into being accurate because someone is going to remember and someone is going to notice the thing that you get wrong. I made this mistake in Privilege. I fictionalized two of my point of view characters' high schools. But the third one I, I named as a real school, a real private boarding school, Miss Porter's. And I tried to do my research, but because I I am not intimately familiar with Miss Porter's, I didn't go to Miss Porter's. I don't even know anyone who should go to Miss Porter's. My research was admittedly limited. And one of my first reviews on Goodreads was from one of the very few people who graduated from Miss Porter's. If you're listening to this and you graduated and you left that review... I'm sorry to you, and you know, just know that your review haunts me in my dreams. Um one of the one of the people who went there saying she gets this one detail wrong about Miss Porters. Um and and I just thought, and and she even pointed out in her review, like, I don't know why she didn't just fictionalize the school. And I thought, great point. I don't know why I didn't just fictionalize the school. So you can fictionalize anything you want. Um, You can also, by the way, make up a fictional town in a real state. This is something else I did in privilege. I made up Cartersville, uh, Cartersville, North Carolina. It's not a real place. I didn't want to have to get all of the details right about, say, Durham or Greensboro. A lot of fiction authors create fictional cities and towns. Um, Tayari Jones invents Elo, or Elo, I'm not even sure how you pronounce the name of the fictional town, Elo, Louisiana, in her novel, An American Marriage, which is fantastic. And uh, another example I thought of is Britt Bennett in um, The Vanishing Half, which came out recently, which is incredible. She invents a town of Mallard, um, also happens to be in Louisiana. So it's something that is commonly done. Finally, you're going to have an editor looking over these things and making sure you don't get things egregiously wrong or embarrass yourself or them. And if you're self-publishing, you should hire an editor to do this, <laughs> along with other reasons. So you're going to have other people checking to make sure you get your details right. But but I understand that that's not... much of a solace when, when, you know, you're facing this question while writing a first draft and need to understand what, what calls to make, wanting, wanting to know what calls to make. So let's summarize. If you're setting your novel in this world, then permanent landmarks, major features of famous spots that a lot of people know about or could easily check, just get those right. You know, it shouldn't be too difficult to try to get those right things that are more specific to your story, the name of a diner, the kind of stoplight at a cross street. Maybe, you know, you need to nail the the major features of the Lincoln Memorial, but what the trash cans are like on the sidewalk next to the Lincoln Memorial. That you can make up. And I recommend that you do make that stuff up unless you're willing to do the work to make sure you're describing the real thing. Accurately, lest you get a reader who points out your mistake. (laughs) And finally, you'll have the help of editors. Editors are important. We love them. That's it for this week. Go register for the webinar. It is in three days and it will set you up to write your novel, whether you're writing it in a month for National Novel Writing Month or just writing it on your own time. Um, It's free, so just come see what it's all about. I hope to see you there. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the First Draft Club. Subscribe and leave a review and I will adore you forever. And if you want to submit your own questions and attend these sessions live, you can join our community of authors by going to maryadkinswriter.com. That's Adkins with a D like donut. And if you want to attend my free masterclass on how to finish your book in five simple steps, just go to maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass. That's maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass, and you can watch it instantly. Happy writing. See you next week.